This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Uh, okay, this is awkward, but this bike says he'd appreciate it if you removed his skull pattern saddlebags. He feels self-conscious about them around all the other bikes, and he says you're not fooling anyone. You mostly ride with your golfing buddies. <laughs> Listen, I'm just the messenger here. Oh, no, I don't want to say that. I think you made yourself clear. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Friday Night Live with That Meal Podcast. Hope you're all doing well tonight. Thanks for coming along as always. Tonight, joining me, my regular co-host. First up, he's back from Death's Door, Mickey Simpson. How you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. I'm glad I'm fucking back. You pair of fuckers took the piss fucking badly out of me on uh, Monday night's uh, on Monday night show. So uh, there's uh, some banter due uh, in, the, in the back cupboard, mate, for you two pair of cunts. So, yeah, we started off early. Well... Joining us also is Mr. Neil Fizzler. How are you doing, Neil? You're right. Yeah, not too bad. I'm uh, yeah, Mickey. Good evening, everyone. You uh, happy to see Mickey back, Neil? I don't know. I'm still undecided. I'm hearing loads of rustling from him, and he's eating his sweets already. So I'm quite annoyed already, to be honest with you. So uh, I mean, yeah, but he's eating sweets, but he hasn't <laughs> vaped yet, has he? Yeah. Evening to everyone in the chat. By the way, hope you're all doing well. I saw a couple of messages. Evening to Kevin. How you doing, mate? Evening, Josh. Uh, evening, Gavin as well. How you doing, mate? Uh, obviously, get your everyone in there. John London, how you doing? Adam Scanner's already on the pizza and pod. Love that, Adam. Thank you, Yay. mate. Uh, yeah, I mean, hello, everyone. Barry as well. How you doing? And also, Keith, friendly faces. Everyone was getting used to seeing everyone. Maybe one day we'll hopefully be able to get past this and do a live Friday Night Live in a pub one night and all get on it. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, tonight, obviously, we're going to talk about we haven't done a show after Wednesday's 2 0 win 
at the day over Birmingham City. So we'll be previewing that. Uh, I mean, reviewing that, shall I say. We'll also be previewing tomorrow's game at home to Wickham Wanderers, where the Lions look to make it four wins on the bounce. I mean, wow. And we'll be talking about a few other bits and bobs. You know, obviously, injury news, stuff that's coming along in the last week. Obviously, bits and bobs in from news at then, all sorts of various outlets. But yeah, I mean, first things first, we won on uh, Wednesday nil. I can't believe it. I mean, we're currently, I think, what, seven games unbeaten, won our last three. I mean, it's hunky-dory days at the moment for us, isn't it? Yeah, well, happy days. Yeah, well, we've waited quite a long time for this, and it was another... De- it wasn't a great game. Let's get a- Yeah, but let's not make any bones about it. But we won a game of football, and that's what it's all about. I don't give a shit how we played, as long as we pick up the three points at the end of the day. That's what the game's about. It's about winning. You can play all the pretty football in the world you like, but if you don't deliver, which which is actually three points, it's fucking useless. No, that's it. I mean, you know, end of the day, I think we're getting the job done. And I think Gary Wright summed up nicely on Wednesday, Mickey, after the game. He was saying, you know, we probably pay better in November time when we was drawing all these games and a couple of losses and went on our, own, our little uh, poor run of form, so to speak. But we're playing not necessarily to the same standard, he said, but we're getting the results now. So there's a bit of a know-how going on at the moment, isn't there? Yeah, I think it is. I think it's we're getting uh, the rub of the green now, aren't we, as well? So we're starting to start digging in and uh, and looking as if we actually want to win games now rather than just deal with a draw and uh, and and go by there. So, yeah, sorry. i just seen that comment from Alan Smith. Neil is king of Tinder. <laughs> Neil, can we, before we crack on with the serious stuff, in which case, have we got an update? Are you on Tinder yet? What's going on, mate? Everyone yeah, wants to know. Well, we're in the middle of fucking lockdown. Yeah, yeah, but around here are a bunch of fucking grasses, yeah? They love giving people 200 fucking nicker fines, yeah? I'm not going to do that for some fucking old boiler. I think we need a little ultimatum here, uh, Neil. I think, you know, it's been dragging on for a few weeks now, and I think the chat are keen on this. I've seen uh, Gavin mention it above, and I know now Adam's been on me during the week about this as well, mate. Well, come on, we need a bit of an ultimatum here. Are not... you, are you, when are you going to be on Tinder? And if you don't, by a certain date, I think we need a little podcast forfeit that's got to come along. Go on, Mickey, no, what are you going to say? I've got an idea. All right, everyone who's listening tonight, write Neil a profile, and the best one tonight we will put live and make Neil a Tinder profile and then we'll see what's what we could always interview them on next week's show bring them on to next week's show and they have to they got two minutes to to tell neil why they should go on a date with him no that would be quite fun wouldn't it wow imagine that i mean <laughs> <laughs> i'll have to fucking move again you can't wow. oh mate if you, Do if you, you think... honestly think i'm gonna let you interview a bird for listen, me listen listen if you think it's a good idea Say when I'm yes. the king of the interviews, <laughs> Joe reckons you're better for the grinder. <laughs> grinder, he's a cunt, he is. <laughs> Fucking hell. But yeah, evening to Alan, obviously, I know we've read your comment already, and also evening to Linus. Thanks always, guys, for tuning in and how are we all doing, obviously. Um, Doc. Dark fruits are on the go here at the moment from Adam. Anyone got a beer to hand? I mean, I'm still not had a drink in 2021, so I think I'm probably the anomaly in this chat. So, I mean, you know, still going strong at the moment for myself. But yeah. Let's talk back to the football, lads. You know, we need some real kind of context here, obviously, to Millwall going at the moment where, you know, six, seven games, it's seven games, actually, if you take away the, the FA Cup tie and nil in the middle of that. Seven games unbeaten, you know, three wins on the bounce. You've got a run of games coming up, the likes of Wickham coming to town tomorrow, mate. 
I mean, you know, where's this where's this turnaround come from, Neil? What's 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 changed in your opinion? What's changed? Uh, I think we I think we're creating chances and we're scoring goals, aren't we? You look at that first goal on uh, Wednesday night, a poor, poor back pass to the goalkeeper. Jed Wallace has nipped in there, hasn't he? And has stuck the ball in the back of the net. And we are creating chances. The Mason Bennett header last week at Reading, I think we said it on Monday afternoon, we put the ball in the six-yard box and he's leapt like a salmon straight in the top corner, hasn't he? So we're actually creating chances and we don't look like conceding very many. I must admit it would help if we had a fucking decent referee. How poor was that cunt the other night? <laughs> the world and his mother saw that geezer handle the ball on the line. The only two cunts who didn't see it were the lino and the referee and maybe Jack Clark, I didn't think, off. I thought I saw a tweet from him in the week. He didn't right. see it either. But And then, to cap it all off, their geezer flies through the back of, was it Ben Thompson? Yeah, it was indeed. Yeah. And that was a red card all day long. And I'm not just saying that to be, you know, to be a bit lemon about it, because we won the game. But you look at these games in the last, or this season... We were denied three penalties at Blackburn, three clear-cut penalties. Two were fucking punching the ball off the geezer's head like fucking uh, Peter Shilton mm -hmm. and Maradona, weren't they? And I just don't know where these referees are coming from or why they're being allowed to make such absolutely fucking awful decisions. I think we should have had a penalty at Reading last week and we didn't get one. But but hey, but but to answer your question, not to rant much because <laughs> actually Mickey's shoulders are in there. Uh, it's because we're creating chances. We're putting the ball in the box, and you put the ball in the box, you're going to score eventually, aren't you? Well, that's it. I think you know to caveat the decision on Wednesday with the handball at least. I mean, at first sighting, I did think has he put his face on the line there and just took it plumb in the face at first. You see the replays from the behind the goal and you're like, well, straight away, obviously it's handball. And I suppose if there was a crowd there, Mickey, we'll talk about that one, you know, and especially with the, also the tackle on the halfway line on Thompson by Dukowitz, however you say his name. I think if crowds were there, maybe two decisions go a different way there, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, I think, and I think it was something what was said uh, on uh, on the commentary on Saturday, on um, Wednesday, was that if, if the fans were there, the referees would be under a lot more pressure to give result to to give the decisions, mm -hmm. and I think that we already know through speaking to various players we've spoken to through into the Lions Den and obviously the family special series and stuff we did that referees seem to grow a pair of bollocks when they come to the den. They've got something to prove or to try to to have something to prove, and I suppose now they've got no intimidation factor from the crowd, so they just do what they want to do without fear of reprisal. Okay, the worst they've got is is maybe a manager and assistant manager and a couple of players screaming and shouting at them, but they can be disciplined. It's not like having, you know, 14, 15, 16,000 fans and someone on the east, someone on the east or the west lower telling him, listen, you cunt, I know what car you drive. I'm going to fucking wait for you. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's definitely different, but I, I agree with you. I think if, 
if those decisions were made when uh, we had fans there, especially the tackle on Thompson, I, I wouldn't be surprised if someone hadn't have jumped over that the little power pit, mate, and uh, and chin that geezer. Well, that's it, isn't it? I think, you know, I think no crowds. I mean, thankfully, it didn't work against us, right? So, you know, we've still got the win. And, you know, Birmingham, I mean, I guested on um, on Monday on the Blue Focus show, who also we've got Tom on, obviously, last Friday. And you can see Dedris in dire straits. And I think, you know, Karanka is like on borrowed time at the moment. So not quite another manager that's got the sack after a Millwall uh, win against them, Neil, just yet. No, but they were fucking awful, weren't they? They really were dog shit. Mm-hmm. Of all the poor teams we've seen, they just look to have absolutely nothing about them. And I just hope to hell we don't sign that Lukas Djukovic because otherwise, yeah, yeah, otherwise his first training session with Ben Thompson could be very funny, couldn't it? Are you having I that? Do you reckon? A little bit of... People saying online about how Garrett kind of defended Djokovic. Obviously, he used to manage him, I think, obviously, when he's at Birmingham. Are you having that? Do you think it's maybe because there might be interest in the summer? Or Yeah, possibly. I think he was linked in January, wasn't he? I don't know if it, if it was erroneously or anything like that. But, but I would have expected Gary Rowett to have said a little bit more because I thought it was a disgusting tackle. And it was a foot over the ball tackle from behind. Those are shit house challenges because the guy can't see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, f- I have to agree with you, mate. I think it was a shoddy tackle, and I think obviously we've said that. You know, if it was a crowd, and maybe wouldn't have got away with it. Um, even if a few people have joined the chat, obviously, even Stuart, how you doing, Matt? Well, mate. Likewise, Dave, uh, Joe Warren in the chat. How you doing, Joe? Um, Gavin, obviously, we're saying we rarely get pens, but always get shit refs. I think, you know, that's one thing I miss seeing on a away day or at home. We always get shit refs. And we do, don't we? And, like, obviously, I think you spoke to Mark Phillips, Neil. I remember listening to the interlines then afterwards. And he's like, even he said it, like, you know, there's just a difference to when you're playing for Millwall at the den. You can't really approach the referees or talk to the referees. And he spoke about how when he left to go to other clubs, you can reason with refs and talk to them more. But you don't get that when refs come to the den, he felt like. No, and he was actually saying how some referees. I think he, I think he referenced Uriah Rennie. Yeah, was actually telling our, our players to fuck off and things like that. Jesus, yeah, well, that referee nearly chinned that Ipswich player this week. Yeah, it, it, I, I totally agree with Joe. They really do, and I don't. Um, yeah, well, I don't criticise referees that often because it's a bit poor, especially if you lose, but. We're on a bit of a run of form, and but but those two decisions on Wednesday were absolutely fucking criminal. No, of course, I do agree with you. And I think also Alan saying the same thing here. The referee fucked up at the Blackburn away game was a northerner. I think he was from Preston. Unreal. Biased refs. I think Preston and Blackburn have a bit of a rivalry, guys. I don't know if they'd help each other out there personally, but I do Wouldn't agree. It- like, go on, Mickey. Do we have the dodgy ref with the Swansea when he come off fucking high-fiving them as well? Yeah, that was a Swansea game. And he also refereed, which game was it recently? The away game we had. Or was it a home game? What was the game where we got a couple of decisions against us? And he, I think he went off the pitch. I'm, the mind skits me now at the moment. But I think there was a couple of games ago where we had the referee like that. But lads, I mean, we, we spoke about obviously the referee there. What about Keith's comment here where he said, Rowett had to change his style of play or lose his job. Playing like proper wall now, that's the difference. Agree with that, Mickey? I don't think he was at risk of losing his job, if I'm honest. I think he's there to rebuild. I just think that now it's, I think his ideas are slowly coming through. I think he's probably won certain players back or or done. It, it, you can see that 
whether or not he's now made it a, you know, with Thompson, where he's playing Thompson a bit more, this, that and the other, whether or not there was a bit of uh, disharmony behind the scene. Because through some of the players we've we've spoken to, they've all turned around and basically said that, you know, pretty much they control, you know, the back end of it. You know, they're, they're the little cartel in the background as such. So, you know... I think there was a little bit, regardless, as Neil Light saying that I fucking blame COVID for everything. I don't. I think there was probably a bit when they weren't testing as much as they are, where they've gone back into testing now, where people were probably always together. Um, some of the training sessions possibly a lot less in a week, but now Mickey, hang on a minute. Come back. on, we've got to move past this point, Mickey. It's, no, it's not a fact. Existed. It's now changed. It's not and a it's fact. Proved. It's How'd not you know a fact because, mate, Premier League and Championship clubs have all been in the same bubble since Project Restart, and they've all no, always been tested. Champ- and then Championship no, 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 clubs stopped bullshit, doing it. Bullshit, 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 so you're bullshit. telling me on a Monday to Friday, were not testing. they were at first. Clubs, they were at first. They were at first, they were at first. and then when we were, we point. weren't too bad. And what I'm talking about is the t- where we started going down, where I don't think the training was there. We'll find out it's at some impossible. point. Impossible. Where the training weren't there, I'm I not don't reckon. It. I don't reckon they were training three or four times a week like they are now to to during the prime time where people were coming down isolation, everything else. I just don't. But your think point is, you're saying there's different. Can somebody in the chat? Money. Yeah, come on, let's let's. Yeah, put can somebody in the chat, in the right? chat <laughs> who walks past the training ground on their one permitted <laughs> bit of daily exercise? Have you? Yeah, well, if you looked over the fence and have you seen us training? Well, listen, this is it. Cause this. Legit, I, That's I, I, the only way I, to I know, settle this one. I know where Mickey's point's going, but I feel no, like do you know what? you're, you're pointing in the wrong direction. Because I'll put Mickey, an email in. I think Mickey, we put an email Mickey, into Mickey. the club and ask. You gonna let me get my point across, or you're gonna keep yeah. fighting, here, mate? Come on. Yeah, well, Billy Taylor what... watches us. Billy, <laughs> yeah, well, send us a DM on Twitter I'm before the you, end of the night. If 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 Monday to Friday, if they couldn't do group training together, they couldn't do team shape, they couldn't do formations, they couldn't do analysis together, they couldn't line up together, there'd be no football because you couldn't prepare for a game that way. And if you're compared to other clubs and saying other clubs in the Premier League were doing it or whatever, I'm telling you, there's no way football would come back without them not being training. I agree with you when you're saying training would be less, right? Because training would be less because they'll play in Saturday, Tuesday or Sunday, Wednesday or Friday, Tuesday or whatever. They'll be training often or less often, sorry. But I just think it's nigh on impossible that when the football was when we was in our bad run of form, I can't see it being on Monday Group A turn up, on Tuesday Group B turn up, or in the evening or in the morning. No, I don't even think it was that. I think what would you think? Get it? One day, I think you'll get one day where you'll get majority of people turn up, and it'll obviously be the fucking distance and everything else. But most of the time, they'll be doing all the fitness training and stuff on their own, going through the formulas where they thing. need to do. The Premier League has the money at the time when when this started kicking in. The championship were doing everything, right? The championship were doing all the, the testing, everything else, twice a week, 10 grand a pop every week, blah, blah, blah. Then it started getting too much where the clubs weren't being able to throw the money at it. 40 grand a month was just not viable. So they then start stopping, same as League One and Two stopped. But Premiership's never yes. stopped. Mickey, have you not looked at their stopped. social feed where they posted the yeah, pictures of them training? No, no, not, did you not listen to have me not, a minute ago? You don't you see this. Listen, you I see said this? to you, but they're now training. Now they're testing. I'm going to go they're back, back to the. I'm going to go back through the timeline in oh, June, and I'm going to grab pictures of them training together to prove to you that they are training together. Because why would they come June? back otherwise? June, June, July, when Project Restart came back, about, they were definitely yeah, training. I'm not about June, July. They were fucking testing still then. So you're saying in November time they weren't so training. So from about team. August, September, that's when yeah, they no, stopped. They weren't testing. 
Yeah, they, no, weren't, they tested. weren't testing I agree at the with start that. of this that's, season. That's no, why. Yeah, well, that only came in three or four weeks ago. But that's why testing would happen. Testing twice a week. I agree, but, but I'm saying they can't not train together because then they wouldn't yeah, bother no, well, playing. I, yeah, no, well, I agree with you, Omar, actually, on yeah. this one. I just, yeah, I'm I, not I, saying that Mickey's wrong, but I don't think he's right. If you're not saying Mickey's wrong, I'll say it. Mickey, you're wrong. There you go. I think... Yeah, no, but I, I don't think he's right, but there you go. <laughs> Neil's getting splinters by sitting on the fence over there. I think, you know, people in the chat... No, I'm obviously... not. Fucking listen to it. I'm not saying he's wrong. He's right, but I'm, but, but he isn't right on it. Um, we've got a few different comments here, lads, and I think um, one of which we're going to move on to, I think we'll probably talk about it now, in which case. Joe mentioned here, what do you guys think about Cooper potentially being injured for the rest of the season with his shoulder injury? So, obviously, in recent weeks, obviously, we've kind of set up our form. Gary Rowett must feel like he's one of the most unluckiest managers in the division. You know, we're winning games again. Maybe, just maybe quietly going about our business, trying to surge back up the table. And then, you know, what we're having here is, so Hall's injured now. Obviously, Murray Wallace is out. Now Cooper's out. I think there's someone else out that's not coming to memory. Ryan Leonard's out. You know, injuries galore here. What's going on? Like, you know, what's what's the case of what can we do to fix this, Neil? You know, is there going to be opportunities for younger players now, do you think? Or what, what? how must Gary Rapp be feeling about this, obviously, you know, scenario here in his hands? I think the Cooper injury was desperately unlucky, wasn't it? Didn't, yeah, didn't he fall to the ground and... And one of those brummies fall over him or something like that and and he landed on his shoulder or something. Yeah. Yeah, well, I know that Mickey's doing that. Fuck you know, I bet you yeah, but I bet you Jake Cooper wishes he could do that. <laughs> I'll tell you, and then you'll be out there tomorrow. Shoulders, shoulders, fuck it. I mean, my shoulders in bits, yeah. but shoulders just kill me. And and the fact exactly. that he dislocated it before and he's dislocated it again in a different place just means that where he had support before, he's probably not got that now. And yeah. You know, exactly. the way he landed, as soon as he landed, you knew that it popped. And um, and it's not so much when it pops, it could go back in fairly easy, but it's afterwards where in case it pops again or anything else, if he's got to have surgery on it, he's not going to be playing for the rest of the season. Um, he will be out. So it, it it's going to be on that surgery. If he has to have surgery on it or they can tape it up until the rest of the, you know, the end of the season, which I could see Cooper saying... Just, I want to get through this season because he's that much of a Millwall player, the team player, anything else. Then if there's any chance, he will. But if not, then he's out. And and we're starting to see that, you know, we are going to need to rely on the youngsters possibly coming in to save us this season, which, you know, puts a good, you know, I, I think that could be a good, um, a good sign if we get some of them in. I well, think he has to try out Hayden Muller. At some point, he has to sit on the bench because I think his options are so limited now. Ryan Leonard, who can play there, out for however many games. Yeah, Pierce will be back in the side who was on the bench. So he has to find himself an option unless he dips into the free agent market. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, his, his options are so limited now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I can't see him actually taking a chance on Muller. I can see him putting Muller on the bench. And then if he has to use Muller, then he could bring him on for five or ten minutes at the end of a game. I don't know. But but he has to do something. And, and, and unless he thinks totally outside the box, 
and decides to play maybe Marlon Romeo there or even Dan McNamara? Well, this is it. I think um, there is obviously versatility in our squad, which obviously Ryan Leonard being injured now looks terrible because no Leonard, no uh, Mo Wallace and now no Cooper. So you've got no players that clear in the centre-half. Maybe Kifton Bell could do a job there. You don't know. He's like maybe a similar sort of mould, you know. Um, but I do want Muller to get a chance. And I don't know if it's maybe something to be read into, and I don't know what the chat think about this one. So obviously comments below about Muller here. But obviously start of the season and the end of the last season, Muller was involved. He was in and around the setup. You know, he got a couple of games. He played pre-season. I remember playing in the Palace game when um, I think it was Scala got injured in the warm-up and then he played the full 19. Is he not rated? Is he kind of fell down the pecking order, do you think, maybe here, Neil? Or is it, I don't know, what, what, what's it on your opinion? Because obviously if he's not playing, and this is the opportunity now to bring in a youngster, you know, I'm not saying playing I think, plenty, I think he had plenty of options before now. Mm -hmm. And uh, Cooper's only, yeah, but he only got injured the other night, didn't he? So I think tomorrow you will find out... It'll be Pierce. It'll be Pierce in tomorrow. But then this is it though. So like, if yeah, Pierce gets injured, yeah, but he has to put him on the bench. But he yeah. has to put him on the bench. He has to put Muller on the bench tomorrow, unless he's got another option in mind. It would be absolutely suicidal to go into a game tomorrow without at least a central defensive option mm -hmm. on the bench. Well, then, unless so he has got something else in mind, maybe he might change a formation. If he changes formation, do you reckon he'd go back to the four two three one? We did that Reading in the second half. Maybe is that what you're thinking, or what, what, what do you think? Yeah, basically, yeah, four three two one or whatever it was that he ended up playing. I think he's yeah. possibly. I mean, also, I mean, again, looking at the stuff that's come out in the press the last couple of days or so, there seems to be loads about oh, so and so's injured badly, so and so's injured, so and so's injured. So again, are these players as badly injured as what he's saying, or or? Is this just media play coming into Saturday's game? Because we know that um, the twathead, who's the uh, manager of uh, Wickham, who never forgot what he did to Ter Tony Craig, but you know he likes to play mind games. Is this just a form of mind games going into Saturday's game? When actually, you know, the scan today maybe will be all right, and Coopers can play a few more games. Just maybe we have to be a bit sparse with him. Um, but it's a fucker though for him, wouldn't it, to, to do it? Do his original injury away at Birmingham and then do it again on the home. Talk about a bogey side. Yeah, there, especially right? a geezer mm. falling on him like that because mm. the guy was going nowhere, was it? Was I he really? So. No. Stephen here saying this is the issue, obviously, with a small squad. I think, you know, playing Saturday, Tuesday, it's to be expected. So, in that sense, maybe Rowett's got no excuse because, you know, mm. he should have preempt this. And if he doesn't play the youngsters, then I don't know. Maybe it is something to be read into. I, I personally think if Muller was rated, he would have got his chance in a couple of the cup games we had. I'm thinking yeah. Bond with the way. I'm thinking, you know, and I'm not saying he's, he's suddenly not right, but maybe he just doesn't think he's ready. Same thing with George Alexander. You know, a lot's been said about him in the past and whether he gets his opportunities to play up front. Um, and he hasn't done so. He's not featured once under Gary Rowett, has he? So, you know, that's, I guess, in that case, you, it, I think if you're, if the, if you, if the manager thinks they're good enough, they'll play, isn't it? Let's be honest. Um, what did you click on there? Sorry. <laughs> Oh, right. Okay. Well, we're not talking about Tinder at the moment. So, <laughs> I know we weren't. That's why I popped it up there. I weren't talking about it. But no, I think. That one? I, 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 <laughs> listen, listen. It, there's there's lots of it. Same as I probably wouldn't have brought, you know, I wouldn't have brought um, Billy on the other night. Five minutes to go, freezing cold, giving him, you know, did he warm up properly for there and all that, where he's just coming back from an injury. Regardless of what you think, the game's. Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, etc. The the fact that you know the pitch is so fucked. The fact that 
you know, the weather's been so fucking cold out there, all of that. The players are going to be, you know, delicate for injury. They, they are going to be at risk of injury. Same as it's not just us. There's other players around other clubs what are being injured. But, you know, the, the, we always have this um, with the team. We always get to a stage where we're looking as if we could possibly kick on and then we get hit with injuries. You know, it's not the first time we've had it and we deal with it. But again, it's like, what's his name, wherever it is now, said, you know, the small squad. We've always seemed to play with a fairly small squad rather than, you know, saying that, you know, we have got enough strikers, we have got enough doubles on positions, but we always just, compared to some of the other league teams who've maybe got, you know, 40, 50 players where, you know, we seem to try and do buy with 30, 35 or whatever, or less than that. But, yeah. the numbers, it's, um, I think we've got about 23 in the squad, you could say, but the rest of the youth players. But mm. I think... Um, I think the problem is you want to get a fine balance and this is always a catch-22 for manager. And I think Neil Harris was always the same about this as well. You know, if you have, look at the under in Holloway, that springs to mind, right? We had about 30 first-team players and you had likes of lone players galore coming in, you know, and I think you what you lose with that is you lose the squad morale. You have a lot of players that ain't playing, not even getting in the squads that are senior pros in their 20s or 30s that are not even involved and just kicking about thinking, what's the fucking point of this? And they're not playing. Whereas if you balance that and then have a smaller squads, then obviously in that sense, then you have less players, but also more options, I guess, more chance of them playing and feeling more involved. So it's always a catch-22 with that one. I personally yeah. prefer this approach. And I just think in these scenarios, you've got nothing to lose. Like, you know, we're safe now. I feel like we're safe now. We're a few more wins away from basically staying up. I think Richard here with a good comment straight away to back up my point. You know, we're on 41 points, 16 games left, don't panic. I don't think anyone's panicking. I think it's more so we're thinking... Panicking. It's more so thinking, you know, we have an opportunity to try and kick on. And then in this case, you know, this is the scenario we're in at the moment where, you know, are we going to be able to kick on with these injuries? I personally think mid-table is a good season, after, especially after the run we went through November, December time. So, um, you know, Shane Ferguson, how about him? Is, is he is he finished under right now, do you reckon, Neil? He came on the other night after his injury. I was hoping we were going to talk about this because I think there's a few players that are probably finished under Rowett. I think Shane Ferguson probably is one. I, I, I know that he was linked with the spotters on deadline day, wasn't he? And apparently we wouldn't let him go. Mm-hmm. But Shane Ferguson's a what? He's a League One player at best, isn't he? Really. And maybe it free up wages to have a couple of younger players. I don't know, but... But we're talking about central defenders. Unless Shane Ferguson can play a, yeah, can play, yeah, can play at central defence. Conversation yeah. seems to be dominated a bit more by Alex Pierce at the moment in the chat. So I mean, I'll put it out there to everyone in the chat at the moment. Are we rating Alex Pierce? Are we having Alex Pierce? I think undoubtedly he's come in a couple of years ago during that shit season under Harris before the season before Harris left. You know, came in, stabilised the ship, galvanised the squad, and helped us stay up that year. Let's be honest. And then obviously stayed on last season, played well in the in the three. I think this season he's just lost. He didn't have a pace, a pace in the begin with, to be honest with you, Neil. But I think he's lost even that extra yard of pace that he might have had there. I think I think I saw it against Crystal Palace when Zaha I think rinsed him a couple of times, and especially for one of the goals. And I think it's the same story at the moment. You know, he comes on and he's. He, I don't know. I, I just think he he's a League One player, isn't he? And, and that's no disrespect to Alex Pierce, great character and obviously great career. But I don't know. I think he's kind of. I feel like if he plays, he's a, he's a weak link in our defence. His career's on the downward curve, isn't it? As they say, he's yeah, he's the wrong side of what 33, 34, possibly. I'll tell you exactly. Maybe, maybe even a little bit older. 
He's got no pace. Only 32. Only 32. Yeah. <laughs> Christ almighty. Yeah, but he's got, I, I agree with you, he's got no legs, but when he's on that pitch, no fucker can hide. He's, he's screaming at people, you know, get back, yeah, do this. We, I mean, he, he had a go, he had a go at Marone, didn't he? Um, he had a go at Malone the other night with fucking, when he was right up next to the goal going, what the fuck are you doing here? Get back up there now and fucking run. And, and he just, he is a proper leader on the pitch, but do we yeah, sacrifice we that? Yeah, but no. we had no. You say that, but we had Morrison like that. Morrison was losing his legs, but he 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 gave something when he was on the pitch. He gave something. Uh, and, we need to get know, away from that because we're looking towards the Premier League. We're not looking towards League One. No, I agree. Yeah? And if we had all uh, the players there and fit and everything else, then I don't think he'd get in. But and he'd sit more on the sideline, giving a bit of you know shout and whatnot from the side. But at the moment. Do we need him on the pitch to make sure that we're not fucking carrying people and people are riding away? We need to sit there and get in him. So here's a comment from Josh. Do we go with swapping Pierce about every other game and change the defence which it is looked upon or change our formation stick with defence we're comfortable with? What's your preference? Are we going to... Is Pierce in your side if you're picking the team for tomorrow, Neil? We'll get onto that, obviously, later on in the show, what our eleven would be for tomorrow. What's your opinion on that one? Mixed, really. I think yeah. at the moment we've probably got to play, and we've got no option, have we? Mm-hmm. We've got absolutely no option. Even in MFC play, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, no. We haven't got, yeah, we haven't got enough players. So whatever he does, he's got to play Alex Pierce tomorrow. That's a bold comment there. Pierce is the same as Rhino. I mean, this is, so we've got a few coming through here. Like, Pierce never tells us to get off Bart's toenails. Um, the same with, I think people say, like, he's a coach in the making. Undoubtedly, when he took over the side for, obviously, the couple of games, the first game in particular, you can see how much the players wanted to put the effort in for him. And this is what, you know, we're all saying here. Great character, absolute fantastic leader for us. You know, this is it. Everyone's saying the same thing. Great leader, every few game player. Uh, reckon he gives us more to the change room than the team. Pierce is a leader, but his legs have gone. He's young, only 31, 32. We've discovered that. Um, he can't play Saturday, Tuesday, but he's worth keeping around the club for his leadership, if nothing else. He's an okay backup. You know, I think everyone's kind of all saying the same thing here. He's got the spirit of a wall player and a good leader, but fitness isn't massively up there. Maybe, you know, I listened to, I mean, I listened to a, a Paul Robson's podcast the other day on the wall talk with the club, right? And he says the same thing when he came on our show. He, He's he's a sort of central defender. Maybe Pierce falls into this category. If he has a run of games, Robson always said, don't judge me on my first game back. Judge me on my fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth game, you know, when I've had a run of games and it's in my legs, so to speak. I mean, that could be something with Pierce, you know. Maybe it's the first few games he looks shaky without that much fitness, but when he comes into the side and he's played a few, maybe he might come good. I don't know. What do you think about that one, Mickey? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you've probably got a point there. I mean... You know, if you haven't played for a while, uh, you know, you're not getting match games, you're not match fit, it's going to take you a couple of games to settle in. But he does give us something. Cause, you know, yeah, his legs and all that. But I, like I said, it was the same thing with Morrison. Morrison's legs were fucked, especially, you know, especially on the Tuesday, when, on the Tuesday, Saturday um, games. He, he couldn't do two on the trot. He, he, his legs were fucked. But he gave something. He gave that, that little general on the pitch to make sure that done. And if you've got a couple of them on the pitch, then for some reason we seem to, you know, play well. But, you know, look, where some of it's on there, can I just say that we are probably the only Millwall podcast what's not actually called any point so far um, of calling Gary to be sacked. 
Um, you know, we've, close. I'll admit I was close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've, we've questioned it a I bit. I think I was in the chat last never, Saturday, yeah. wasn't I? <laughs> but we've never done it. We've never, you know, it's all about, we've always had faith. Maybe we look at it in a in a real wall sort of way. Do you know what I mean? We, we know what Millwall's about. We know, the, you know, it's ups and downs and all that. But I just think, you know, if he can get what he wants to do and, and starts rebuilding, then there's potential that we're going to see a good team being developed and coming through. I just think we've got a missed opportunity here, right? I think yeah. if you've got you've got these youngsters in the side, you've got, you know, we've won the under-18s league last season, we won the reserves league last season. You know, you've got these kids here that obviously can play. And I'm not saying they're ready now, but you don't know that sometimes until you throw them in. And I know right I see them Monday to Friday, every day of the week, by the way, Mickey, uh, maybe Wednesday off, but, you know, <laughs> and I know he sees the team, right? And he, he's the he's the judge of character. We pay him to judge the team and pick the team. Thanks to you too, mate. Uh, and then, you know, I think this is a scenario where, you know, you've got to think, has I think he's just got to throw a youngster in or two and give him an opportunity. They either sink or swim. I don't see the harm, Neil, especially whilst we're playing for, you know, we're not playing for anything, so to speak, at the moment. We've got a slim chance of getting up there. We're probably going to be safe. Don't you think you just throw him in? No. No? Basically, because because you could actually destroy them. Now is not the time. Unfortunately, with this league, and it's the most frustrating thing about this league, is we're unbeaten in seven, but we can't quite put enough daylight in between us and that bottom three. Yeah, what is it at the minute? Ten points? When really most other years... It's 13 it would points. Be Come on, Neil. Say 13 points. We're staying up, all right? I told you, we're going up this year. Yeah, no, well, we are going to stay up. <laughs> yeah, I've said it. But I would just like a few more points between us and that bottom three or four. I just yeah? think... And yeah, this I... run, we should be on it. But because everybody's got games in hand and it is so close, I think anybody can virtually finish anywhere, of course. can't they, this season? I don't Even think now. I don't think for, I think this week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Oh, that new doctor is dropped at gorgeous. <sighs> Please, he's just another RV League educated surgeon with good hair. No, he's different. Nurses, we got a classy motorhome with a detached driver's side mirror. Meet me in the OR. Stat. Right away, doctor. No, 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 she's on break. I'll handle this one. Oh, you conniving little When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates covered subject to policy terms. 46 points keeps us up this year. If you look at the bottom three, right? Birmingham on 28 points, but I played 30. They're going to finish the season less than 46 points. So I think the same with Wickham. They're 19 points. They're gone. And you look at Sheffield Wednesday, 28 points after 29. And you look at Rotherham, the same, 29, 28. And the same with Coventry, 31 points for 30. I think 46, 47 points keeps you up this year. That's two more wins. And I know what you're saying. I agree with you. But the ideal opportunity to bring a defender in or a young player in general into a side is when you're seven unbeaten and you've won the last three. I just think we're missing an opportunity here to bring the, a, a youngster in that's in Muller in this case, right? That were captain the under-18 side that went to Chelsea last year and only lost 1-0. I just think, you know, why not throw them in and see what they're worth? I, I get what you say, Neil. You could damage their career, right? Bring him down to earth, Mickey. Come on, bring him down to earth. And what, I think... What, 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 no, no, reason? I think... I think you could fucking ruin some of those youngsters by bringing them on early. By what? By playing behind closed doors? Who's going to ruin yeah, them? Yeah, but it's Who's not about that. 
it's about listen. It's not just about having the fans there. To, That's what I think. To fucking, it is. Yeah, but it's not. What happens if they come out and they start having dog shit games? They play a couple of games. They play shit. They, listen, just fucking listen for a minute. Right? <laughs> like, Move your mic. Fucking, do you know what I mean? I'll do what I'm you do to me. I'll do what I do to me. Right, listen. Right. <laughs> I'm your nails one. <laughs> listen. Yeah, you moved right, me for a mistake, you come. No, I'm here to you, don't worry. Right. What I reckon is this, right, is that if you bring them in too early, say like they have an okay game coming in and then they have another okay, slightly shit game and then Neil, and then um, Gary takes them off, all of a sudden, psychologically, it's going to have an effect on them. Don't forget, you know, these players and whatnot are a lot more um, different to what you know what they were back years ago. Don't forget years ago when a lot of the players we spoke, they trained with the under twenty threes or the you know especially if you go back further back to the eighties and the seventy lot of players they used to train when they were kids with adults and get kicked the shit. Now most of these under twenty threes only really play with under twenty threes, under eighteens, all youngsters. So they're not necessarily playing with hard and thing. You suddenly put a youngster in who's not used to being, you know, fucking steamrolled through um, like the player did to Thompson on, on uh, Wednesday, all of a sudden you're going to, you could shock, you could shock their characters and, and possibly hurt them going forward. So I okay. think edge them in and then go, unless you've got a player who's got something about him, who who's definitely got something about him, who possibly be it's, able to do it. I've got a counterpoint. I've got a counterpoint. Of course imagine you fucking being, have. Imagine Hayden Muller being Hayden Muller, right? Wallace is injured, Murray Wallace. Jake Cooper's injured. Ryan Leonard's injured, who's filled in there. And then go, hang on, I might have my chance to play on the weekends. And then he's playing the player that, you know, you could say is past it, and you can see the flaws in that, and he's struggling. Imagine being Hayden Miller sitting there going, what's the fucking point of me being here if I'm not going to get my opportunity to play? The same teams with George Alexander, and I do, you know... I'm not. I've not seen a lot of George Alexander, so I can't comment on that, right? And I trust Welcome the man's judgment here, by the football. way. And I trust the man's judgment. Well, this is it, though. So then, imagine. Yeah, but it's it, happening. It's but happening to Matt fucking Smith. So let's stick up for the likes of Barry Eze. All the people that say that about Eze, who was obviously on our books, Harris didn't rate him, got rid of him. Eze went for twenty million to Crystal Palace in the summer. You don't know about these players until you try them. You don't. And this is it. Like if these youngsters don't get their opportunities, they go elsewhere. They'll get a chance to play elsewhere. And guess what? They're gone and you lose them. I think I understand. I get the counteract. And I know it's not as easy as throwing them in. I'm not suggesting throw six youngsters in on Saturday because we're safe now. We're not safe, by the way, but I feel like we're going to be safe after a couple more games. But you're going to lose these youngsters if you don't give them a chance to play. You've got to show the path lines there. If you look at Billy Mitchell Thompson breaking through, Matt Lamar breaking through, if you don't play them, these youngsters now, then load them out somewhere. Let them play somewhere else. Don't keep them here just sitting on the bench. That's what I think anyway. I agree. Don't keep him here. Put him into low league. But the thing that's fucked him is probably the wage cap on League One and Two, which is fucked which him. Possibly strong. going to yeah, which is which is now. But the transfer window's gone, hasn't it? So it's going to be a lot harder to get him out until the next window. But if if that wasn't there, then possibly they could go because some of these some of these youngsters might be on slightly more. I don't know what the wage cap is. Do you know what the wage cap was? Because that's why the likes of Webster and people like that are playing in. You know, non-league it was about as such. A million and a half quid, wasn't it, or something like that? Was it about a million in League Two, and maybe about a million and a half in? I think it's um, I'm to the top of my head. I think it's to do with how much revenue they bring in, also and how much they spend. Mm. But I think for wages, yeah. it's like a million and a half maybe for League Two, and I think it's two million for League One. So I think there's like I a cap there. But also, if they bring more, if they bring more revenue in, then they can spend more as well. So like, it's like Peterborough get away with that. I think so. They do have a wage cap in League One and League Two still. So. 
But um, yeah, no, if I you think can, when people are saying this, let's see what the chat have got to say. I, I agree, and we've we'll we'll agree to disagree on this one, but we'll see what the people have got to say. In here. Wayne agrees with you, Mickey. Youngsters are getting beat up by senior pros could set them back years. We have to ease the youngsters in. Whereas Stuart goes, it could break a youngster or it could make them. Never That's why I, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. But you've got to – and the only person who's going to know that is the manager in the coaching team, whether or not that player has something about him. That's what I said. If he's got something about him, stick him in. I could see Gary Alexander being quite a level-headed kid. George because, Alexander. Sorry. <laughs> George, Alexander, George Alexander, I could see him being quite a level because of his dad. But there has to be something – there has to be a reason why – they're not playing him. Josh Davies, if I, if I understand what Mickey is saying, but where do they start if we don't start them? When will they get their opportunities? Joe Zampa, good point from myself, apparently. Mickey's right, according to 69 same man. Needs to be careful bringing them in. We're aiming for playoffs. Shouldn't be playing loads of kids. Adam's saying that starts somewhere. Got to give them a go. It's a I real agree. split one. And this I is agree it, with though. Billy. I, I, agree. I agree with Barry there. You know, let's get to a limit where we're safe. And then start. Then we could start bringing them in when there's no pressure. Because let's be honest, right? If we suddenly start playing youngsters now and we don't start getting the results we want, we're not safe. We don't start getting the results. The way our fan base is, and this is no disrespect to anyone on the chat, anyone who's listening, but our fan base are fuckers uh, uh, targeting players. I mean, come on, look, you know, we all think, you know, regardless of what you think of Bavarsen, Bavarsen has had death threats and whatnot on social media, hence why he's come off it. So... You know, all days now where all these youngsters are all over social media, they've all got accounts and trolls and whatnot are out there and, and hammer them. They're just, there's no point. Surely the club's got duty of care not to put these people in line of attack. So they've got to fill them in carefully, Well, whether it's right or wrong. Well, this is it though. Like, I agree I agree with what you're saying. It's a harsh world out there, but this is what I'm saying. It's behind closed doors. Sorry, they used to playing with your 23s. You know, that sort of environment is still there. And I know you don't play against senior pros, but they still have three or four senior pros dropping into most squads nowadays to get minutes in if they come out from injuries or they're not playing in the sides. So I don't think it'd be that big of a culture shock. And they train with the team week in, week out. So I'm pretty sure Hayden Muller will get his fair few of elbows against Matt Smith. I don't know if that's, you know, I'm pretty sure Matt Smith will let him know what's what. I think, yeah, well, I think tomorrow <laughs> will tell us a lot. Yeah. If he's on the bench or... Because I can't see what other options he's got. But the he only needs... counteracts, though, but just before I, I'll let you speak, Neil, Neil, sorry. One of our own, that tag for Millwall fans rings true beyond belief. One of our own. Look at Ben Thompson. People sometimes bring his flaws out, but people still bat Ben Thompson when he's in the side because we love a Millwall player. This, I still got a soft spot to Sid Nelson after he came through and when he was mismanaged by, by uh, Ian Holloway. You know, Sid yeah. Nelson, you know, I still got a soft spot for him because he was a proper Millwall fan that gave his heart out of there. And, you know, Every game away from home, he'd throw his shirt into the crowds for the fans. You know, like bits yeah. like the same yeah. thing with John Marquis, another player that you know had his sh- a little bit of attitude on him. But you know, I've got a soft spot for these players. Look at Marvin Williams. I really identified with these podcasts with us the other week, where like he's you know talking about his experiences. You know, people players that come through our academy, our fans love them. We love them. I still love them now, to be honest. I really do. But we only need to play them if they're good enough. Yeah. Of course. Maybe Gary but, Rowett doesn't think he's good enough. Yeah, but there's also... Yeah, but tomorrow at, will tell us. Look at Cherno. Cherno was good enough and we never fucking played him. We just destroyed him. So we've got... You know, there's there's both sides. What we've got to do is nurture these players in the right, in, in the right um, platform, in the right arena and not fuck well, them they were vindictive so we don't Cherno. play. Yeah, they were. But what I'm saying is we've got to be able to play these players if we think they're ready to play, but don't just hold them back just for the sake of going... 
oh, well, you know, unfortunately, we're going to do this. Because we've seen that they they don't necessarily play people for whether or not, we, we, we don't know, whether or not it's contract purposes, whether or not it's this, it's that. You know, look at Matt Smith, scored the most goals last season, our leading goal scorer, yet he, he, it's hard work for him to get a game this season. So if he ain't getting a game, then I'm damn sure that the likes of Alexander and um, and the other lad, what's his name, ain't, ain't getting a game either. So it... it I don't know. There's lots of things afoot here, but we've just got to... In Gary, we trust, I suppose, and, and move forward. And so, day, yeah. It's just worth debating about because I, I think it is a good topic to speak about and there's something, you know, to be mentioned about. I think, you know, we don't see what goes on in training, correct? But, you know... I think in which case, obviously, we'll leave it to the power that be, Gary Rowett. He's got it right the last seven games. Let's talk about Wickham. Adam Smith here leading us on nicely for the last closing stages of the show. We play Wickham tomorrow. Neil, hit me with some stats about when we played Wickham in the past, our previous head-to-heads. What have you got for us? Uh, it's not a particularly decent record, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I think you, you remember our last league win, wasn't it? I about do. a decade ago? Yeah. In that famous uh, Ainsworth laid out uh, Tony Craig a couple of times game. They done the double over us last. They done the double over us last season, didn't they? They beat us two 0 at the Den when we was on a decent run of form, and then away from home. I don't know if anyone was there that day, but I think you know I I checked it with you earlier, Neil. I think it was we lost one nil. They had Tom Heaton on goal on loan from uh, Man United at the time. Obviously, he's now in the Premier League, and Neil Harris gets a penalty right, and it's at Adams Park in front of the Mill fans. He misses it. And he goes afterwards to get the ball, like to take. I think the keeper saves it. Tom here makes a great save to his right, and he pushes over the ball boy, and he gets put for it. I just thought that's a little quirk, the fact that I remember quite well. I, I just, you know, Wickham are a bogey side for us. I will say that I think, especially in recent times, and before that, I don't think we played them too often. Before that, to be honest, I think you know, you look at the obviously a couple of cup games in the middle days, and then since we played them in the league, isn't it? Yeah, there's quite a few cup games. I think we have. I think our record has improved, but in the league, it's not very good. And they were, until we started winning these cup ties, they were a team that that you kind of dreaded us playing because, yeah, well, let's face it, it's a shithole surrounded by fucking hills and the Viagra factory on the on the, uh, yeah, well, on the lead up to the ground. They play horrible football. You know what's going to happen tomorrow. They're going to time waste like fuck from the first minute. We've got little Freddie with a point to prove, although I think he's probably only had about two or three good games this season. That's where we need to That's where we need to get make sure that hopefully Keith is fit and within the first ten minutes of that game, Keith just fucking, fucking goes cleans twice, him out. Fucking yeah. straight through him and just go, Listen, little boy, I'm fucking here. And and that, that sent was him over on. the top of the stand, straight into the fucking Millwall calf. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Through mate. the just fucking fucking roof. Go go through yeah. and just figure, mate. Do you know what I mean? Because and then laughs at him. I don't know. I'm a bit. I'm a bit fucking. I'm a bit bitter against fucking Fred, mate. But yeah, because uh, yeah, I knew some of the backstory to that. But yeah, it's uh, it is what it is. But uh, I agree. Wickham is a bogey team. I can't stand their manager. Never ever forget what he did to fucking. Tony Craig, the dirty little cunt. Um, well, he did it twice. He did it yeah, under yeah, the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and if you check back through the podcast, you actually hear what he did and, and some of the, the damage what he did um, to him. But they are they are a physical side, but you know what? We just need to I fucking take it I think he scored a good goal against Spurs, didn't he? He did, yeah. Josh Bain here. Fred played really well against Spurs. I think they were leading at one point, weren't they? I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah, was that the game where he picked the ball up and went for about four or five players? 
I think it was where he, yeah, that was his goal, wasn't it? Where he scored, but yeah. I think, you know, they're going to be a side that looks to frustrate us and we look to struggle against these normal sides. You know, they're going to want to keep the ball. They're going to want us to keep the ball, sorry. And that's something that we obviously, you know, we've done well against Birmingham the other night. We had less possession somehow against a side that played quite similar to us. You know, we play mm. with intent though. As long as we get players involved, you know, Jeb Wallace in the sort of wide areas that he's picking up recently. And I think, you know, if we just play our game, I do think we'll hopefully come out of this um, game tomorrow with another three points. You know, it's it's looking, it's looking in a little good, uh, I think, there's an outside chance here, Neil. I, and I know I'm looking with rose titty glasses like I always do here, right? But you look at our fixtures, Neil, and I think it's obviously Wickham tomorrow. After that, we've got, I think it's, I'm really loading up right now, it's taking for a while. Luton away next week in the midweek. Barnsley away. Then you've got Preston and Blackburn at home. Then you've got Derby away, QPR away, Middlesbrough at home, Rotherham at home, Stoke away. And up until that point, you know... I'm not scared of any of those teams there. None of them teams really kind of, for on previous head-to-heads as well this season, none of them make me worried. None of them make me scared. I don't know what the chat think about this, but if we get a couple more wins here, looking good. We mm. we we had this discussion. You're bringing me back down to earth. around to your way of thinking You're on Monday. Me back down to earth. I'm gonna I'm gonna brainwash yeah. a lot of no, you. Don't worry. But, give, me, give me give me some time. No, but. We do have a chance, yeah? It's an outside chance. Yeah, that's not get carried away because we're only going to get disappointed. Yeah, but yeah? you do this every week, Neil. You do this every week. When we're on the chat on the game, you, you sit there and go, oh, no, no, no. Uh, we what's, we do a little prediction before the game, what are you going to do? And and we try and be as positive as we can. And Neil comes in with, oh, we're going to lose this 2-0. Or we're going to lose this 1-0. But you know we're we're sitting there going no no we're going to win and yeah but that's generally know, because I'm in a bad mood after having the right all fucking well look we got look yeah. lads we got we got ten games right till we play Swansea Brentford Glass half Watford, full. right until we play them yeah, that's side, what he right? was saying the other but day we got ten we got ten games right we'll get thirty points from our next ten we'll win all ten we'll be in the playoffs and then we don't need to worry about the rest of the other games that we play against the sides up there we'll save ourselves we'll, we'll play Muller in those games we'll play Billy Mitchell and all them lot. And then hopefully, you know, we'll prove prove ourselves, you know, we're going to get it. We're going to go and win the playoffs. What are so. you on? <laughs> what are you on? What Pepsi is in Max that Raspberry. bottle? Pepsi Max Raspberry. <laughs> yeah, you've got vodka in there, haven't you? You're fucking pissed. I'll <laughs> be honest, though. Last week, when we were doing this show last Friday, I think we'd have been absolutely ecstatic with three wins if we do win tomorrow, with three wins from three, wouldn't we? We'd have probably settled. We'd have probably settled for a point against uh, Reading. We went there and won. They were crap. Mm. We turned over Birmingham. They were crap. We know that Wickham are shit. They shouldn't be in this division. Let's not make too too many bones about it. And then we've got is it? Uh, we've got Luton on Tuesday night. If we pick up those four wins. That is a bonus. Listen, it's petrified. That is a blinding force. Listen, I'm, mate, I'm we, a Mill fan for 15 years. And I years. think for, we will for, do it. 15, 20 I years. Think, I uh, think we will win the next two games. He's doing this for public support. Is he? He's only doing this because he wants to win. Yeah, no, he's not. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, like, yeah, no, he's not. Lose. I think we will win the next two games. I love it. But, I love the, way, it. but the way that this league is, because everybody's winning, Above us, yeah, we can't quite close that gap. Yeah, if we were three or four points behind them, 
Yeah, I think, yeah, brilliant. But we just cannot close that gap on sixth place, can we? I think we'd be in the playoffs this season. I think we'd be right. just there and thereabouts. And it's the same as last season. We gave that push and then we slipped up towards the end. I just think that this year we're just, we're going to be hungry and we're just going to go for it. Do I think we we get promoted? Uh, possibly not. I think we'll probably get spanked in the playoffs. But I do think that we've got every chance of um, of getting into the, the playoffs. The thing that worries it's, me it's, is the injuries. Well, look, okay, yeah, of course, the injuries they, are piling up. Yeah. But look, listen. This is I, I think if we have another injury or two, especially in midfield and the back, we're not going to be able to cope with it. I think Joe Zampa agrees with you here. If we had a fit squad, we are not good enough to get into the playoffs. Uh, but unfortunately, those injuries will finish mid-table. Maybe blessing the skies that Kenta Hall's injured with Matt Smith getting into the side. You never know. These these things, opportunities are being presented to the boys, you know, and uh, I yeah, wouldn't... He was put... poor the other night, though, wasn't he, We've got, Matt we've Smith, got, a, we've got a few calls here. Neil for Prime Minister. I mean, it... It, privately, I don't know if Neil's the most confident Millwall fan. I think he's taking all the plaudits here. Mickey's calling him out for it. And I think rightly so here. You know, I think Neil is... Oh, yeah, says the man who sits on the fence more than anybody. Listen, right, the thing is, I agree. Neil, in front of our, in front of our esteemed guests on this show tonight, you're talking bollocks because you sit there blowing it all up, going, "Oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that." On the chat tomorrow morning, you're going to sit there going, "Oh, I've got, I've got a feeling about this. We're going to get fucking spanked. Oh, we're going to oh, lose." Oh, no, oh, Omar, no, Omar, Omar we're going to win. We're going to win the next. In his defence, though, in Neil's defence, right? This is the tales of being a Mill fan, and you always get it. And this is the one thing I miss on a Saturday morning, getting on the train on an away day, right? You're all sitting there, you're all debating, and you're all some of you are confident, some of you are like, we're going to get fucking pounded today. Some of us have put 20, 30 quid on us to win, you know, on an ACA or anything, right? And that's the tales of it, right? You, we're all scarred and all kind of, you know, the highs make the shit times worse and the lows make the, high, the higher times better. Like, this is it, though. And, like, you know, we're used to this. But I tell you now, we're going to win tomorrow. Results go away. We'll be seventh. Thierry Henry gets appointed Bournemouth manager. We win our next game nine. Bournemouth plummet because Henry's not that great of a manager. And we're going to win the playoffs. There you go. Club done. What, is Thierry Henry gone to Bournemouth as well? Well, he's, ru- he's rumoured to, isn't he? So, you know, I think that's going to nosedive them. I really do think that'll nosedive them. And also, we saw Reading on Saturday. How good are Reading? Not great. Uh, they were fucking dog shit, weren't they? I think it's fair Let's to say... It. It's fair to say the top four in the playoffs. made up. The top four's made up, I think. Norwich, Brentford, Watford, Swansea. They're the four better sides that we've played this season. They're the four sides that will be up there, I think, between now and the end of the season. I think that's fair to say that. And then you've got fifth and sixth that are up for grabs. I think, um, you know... We're going to win the next two, and I'm even going to say that in the chat. Yeah, in our our WhatsApp group. We are going to win the next fucking two games. Now, I I don't know who we've got after that. Yeah, Yeah, who have we got next Saturday, Omar? Barnsley. We're going to fucking beat them, the Northern Cunt. <laughs> yeah, because they're fucking Northern Monkeys. And that is another side that we struggle against. I think <laughs> are we, we're we down here, aren't we? No, we're away from home against Barnsley. Well, we're away. Fuck me. It's going to be fucking <laughs> cold then, isn't it? But we're still going to win it, yeah? Well, well look, I'm we, thinking we... positive. Listen, I love, I, this I is the optimism we bring on a Friday night. This is it, everyone. Come on, Listen, this is all we need. I, I hope you lot are enjoying this every Friday night. You know, make sure you bring your powers next week. Um, you know, we're, we're starting to settle into our... Yeah, I agree with that. Omar needs to be hired as a team's motivational speaker. Yeah, he definitely sits on a fucking fence in our group chats, mate. He's, um, he's <laughs> definitely one that don't say, you know, he'd like to say how it is as long as, uh, as long as the team don't get fucking 
hurt by their feelings and whatnot. So, yeah, I think... Um, oh, come on. I, I, I'm positive. I'm always glass half full. It's all about I, being I'm positive. Glass half full. Come it's, on. it's all about Omar being Omar is positive. the king of Millwall woke. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. That's fucking harsh. What? That is... That, that's, you need to apologise for that, Neil. That's... He says he is like Meghan and Harry. We must be nice to everyone. No, that's yeah. bollocks. He ain't no, no, no. Nice no, no, other, no, yeah? no, no. No, I'm not having that. No, I'm not having that. I'm not having that. No, 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 no. No, I'm not having that. I'm not. I'm not having that. He ain't. He ain't. He ain't. Definitely ain't a woke fucking lefty. Listen, this this show. I think. I'm not saying he's a lefty, but he's fucking. No, he's not woke. I think. I think the way it is is that what what we want is a conversation like we have every Friday night, and hopefully throughout the other shows, is that what we want is it's as if. We're sitting in a pub. You watch the game. You go in the pub beforehand. You go on a travel. We just want to be able to have opinions. We're never going to agree on everything because we are what we are. We're three different age groups. We're we're three different views on it. Um, but it's fun and games. Do you know what I mean? I enjoy I enjoy fucking the fact that Neil has a, a public persona and a and a WhatsApp persona, and um, and they are two different characters. What you see with Omar is is necessarily the same on the podcast as what's in the group chat. Me, well, yeah, but you sure know I, anyway. But listen, I've been around publicly within the club for about the last six years, and if you don't fucking oh, like me, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. No, 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 nothing like that. Nothing, no, no, no. I saved the club. I want a statue. It took 58 Listen, right, what I'm saying, right, it's got nothing like that, right? What I'm saying is I've been around long enough that if you don't like me, by the way, I've muted the boys because they just fucking don't shut up. Oh, no, you and, haven't. We've unmuted ourselves. And basically, listen, I've been around long enough and I'm either <laughs> a cunt or Take I'm not a cunt. That's it, mate. <laughs> listen, at the end of the day, listen, one one thing, one thing's what, you know, if there is anyone, listen, right, we'll see what's what because we, we've, turned about it but if there's anyone on the group who's in who's in the group chat and whatnot if you fancy possibly putting some of the comments you put on there and you want to put it directly to us face to face and come on the show then you know drop us an email drop us a dm and let us know what's what and maybe we'll look at um getting you on going forward maybe over the next couple of weeks or a month or so where maybe we'll look at um getting some people on with your opinion so that you know people can give it to nil or, or even give it to me. I don't give a shit. I think it's all good fun, but I um I am <laughs> I am liking this. <laughs> Friday night listening on the pod like we're in the pub swiping right on Neil's phone. <laughs> Next week's drinking game. That's it. Down your drink when Mickey Mitch is being found on the board. I think people are gonna get pissed off. I didn't I didn't mention it by the way and <laughs> I get so much fucking agreement. Like, I wasn't, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. You know who I am. You know who the fuck I am. That's all I'm saying to you. My, dad, oh, is, my dad is more famous in the middle scene than you are, mate. For his listen, listen. Calf right up, so listen, listen, listen. Listen, listen. <laughs> shut up for one minute. Right, next next week, right, before next next show, I'll make up a I'll make up a Google Drive uh, bingo card with comments what we all say. And then basically get it, and you can play your drinking games at home while you watch the uh, while you watch the show or, or listen back at it. You just download your bingo card and, and see. And I reckon by the end of it, we'll have some very pissed fucking listeners. There you go. Can I see. just be serious for one <laughs> minute? Alan Smith offered his missus, but you can't have the beer. <laughs> yeah, can you send us a picture. 
<laughs> he's offered that before. He offered these misses a couple of weeks ago. I'm ninety nine percent sure. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can I just be serious for one minute? And that's that. This lockdown has been brutal. I think for everyone. Well, good, yeah. good boy, and there, Neil. I've got to be honest that these two geezers have kept me going throughout it with our WhatsApp group and these. Uh, Is he being nice, Omar? Yeah, with our live streams and whatever else, and everybody in the chat. It was actually a pleasure to actually wake up this morning and think that at the end of the day, we had this to look forward to. And I just want to thank those two guys there. Well, we've oh. got a special thank you, but we, we have got a we have got a special show uh, in March. Um, what we we announced what's what with it going forward. We got well, we got two special shows now. I suppose in uh, in international week. So yeah, look, we do this for for the love of the club. We do this because we enjoy what we're doing. Um, it's not about you know you throwing us money and whatnot. If you want to donate to us, just stick it to a local charity connected to Millwall, mate. They they need the money more than what we do. Um, we just want to have fun. Friday night, it's just an hour or an hour and a bit of just having banter. It's, we record a podcast. This is our podcast. We just decide to record it live. If you enjoy it, great. If you want to get involved, let us know. Um, but we couldn't do this show on a Friday night without all of you who are in the comments um, adding. So if you are enjoying it, just make sure next week, make sure you tell your pals and, and get, and then we'll start growing and growing and growing. And hopefully the debate will come more and more. Um, I'll be called to come more and more. Um, I'll say fan on the board lots more times. Neil will sit there and call people ninja fucking gingers and fucking twats and everything else. And Omar, well, you know, Omar will be Omar and, and, just leads leads It'll our be ship. The king of woke. Leads wow. leads he, our ship in the right one, direction. Is 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 fucking Neil? You're a cunt for that. In ten games <laughs> time, we'll be on seventy one points. We'll be looking to get into the. We'll be looking to get our home leg in the second leg of the playoffs, <laughs> and we're going up. All right. And Neil, <laughs> I'd love to go. This is your first line of your Tinder profile, by the way. I'd love to go for you, like Kevin Muscat, looking for a girl with hands as good as Bielkowski and as good with their head as Matt Smith. Must be a fan of wood. <laughs> Do you know what, Neil? Can we set you up a Tinder just for a joke then? Set up with with all cliches and all of that in the profile just for the crack. I think we've got to do it. We've got to get it done. Yeah, we, Neil, the thing is, though, the thing is, I'm 300 miles away from you lot. We got to do an in real life Tinder, or we do like a, a, a behind a blind date scene sort of set up in a pub uh, after lockdown when we're allowed all into a, a mutual place, and then Neil's gonna be behind the a board, and we're gonna have six middle ladies lined up on the other side, right? Who's <laughs> gonna be? Are you gonna be? Yeah. If you're a lady, if you're a lady listening to this or watching this, and you want a bit of Neil, get in touch. <laughs> My fucking son could be watching this. He's got loads of one-liners in it. He's, obs- he's obsessed with Katie Price, just as uh, no, I'm not. about this. <laughs> you know what? We seriously need to revisit that group chat idea for um, for a Saturday because I think with a lot of people on this chat, here, Neil would get ruined with some of his decisions on a Saturday. <laughs> Fuck my shoulder really hurts. Good. I think we've um You're I think this has come I think this has come to a nice hacienda point, lads. I think uh, I think we've had a good show tonight. Got any score obviously... predictions for tomorrow then. Yeah, stick your gonna... score predictions up, lads and ladesses. We're gonna win 2-0. In the chat. Come on, 2-0. bang them up now. We'll put, we'll put 
a charity bet on based on the most dominant score that people put in the co- in the comments uh, below. So, I think two 0 I think we're going to win four 0 What the hell are you having? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck what is that? Does he know you, Neil? <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I, this one's I'm even so better, Neil. Cool. This one's even better. We've had a right flood of comments in actually for the for the scores tomorrow. So we've got three 0 from Stephen. We've got three 0 from Dave. We've got two one from Linus. We've got three one from Josh. Three one from Matt. Three one from Oliver. I think three one's winning, lads. Jesus. Jack around the nil nil. Classic Jack. Love that. Three nil from Darren. Two one from Barry. One nil from Alan. I think three one's winning this, lads. I've seen more three ones than anything. Three one Millwolf. Another four nil shout. Neil, someone's on the same page as you, mate. 5-0 here from Keith. Keith, I love your positivity. Oh. Wasn't Keith the one that said 4-0 a couple of weeks ago, I think? And it was 4-4. Um, yeah, but didn't Keith say 4-4 the other I'm, week? I'm sure Keith I'm oh, sure yeah. Keith was the one saying to do 4-0 four, four when it was 4-1. I think it was close. I think it, I'm pretty sure it was you, Keith. Forgive me if I'm wrong. No, it was 4-4. Uh, that I can't remember one or the other. Uh, t- two one and three one seems to be the predominant scores. I'm going to tally them up after the show and then um, yeah, no. we'll see can if I we just, can get a little better bomb for the. I just the need to defend myself. Um, Stuart is a friend of mine who lives in the States uh, and is an ugly cunt, but still, uh, just to ruin it, my right shoulder hurts. I'm left handed, so fuck you. Um, also, obviously, I know where Stuart lives and I know that Linus lives in Sweden, but is there anyone else around the world that listens to this? Let us know. Um, because it's always interesting to see where we go. We're, as we're growing more and more now, we seem to be going further, further and further afield. Um, and that's it. But, yeah, I think it's it. I've just got two things to say, if I can, Omar, before we go. If you we do, finish mate. chatting. Linus knows yeah. any Swedish birds. Put them on to us. Right. <laughs> the, the one... The, <laughs> um, the one the one thing is, is that over the weekend, I'm going to put... Um, I did a poster. We've done a poster... Uh, about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago now, nearly for um, Lions Food Hub. Unfortunately, someone bid on it um, and they've not come through with um, sorting out a donation and paying it. So I'm going to put that back up. Um, it's a Terry Herlock poster. It's about A3. Um, it's, a, it's a nice design from um, a guy called uh, Josh Shed, Shed Creation. is his company. He's done them a few years back. I'll pick one up. But they're a nice little... Um, picture put in the frame it's ideal all the money raised from that every single penny of it will go directly to the lions hub you will donate to the lions hub and then they'll send us notification and i'll stick it in the post here also if you're enjoying some of the podcast stuff we are now every weekend we're going to load up um friday saturday sunday we're going to load up some clips um from the videos we do onto youtube uh going forward so again today we've put up uh, the video with Mark Phillips, which tells you the truth about the incident or the truth is as what was allowed to be told on camera. Um, we know the truth, but we can't tell you. Um, but there's a video up now talking about the uh, tunnel with uh, Millwall versus Sheffield United um, with uh, Paddy Kenny and uh, Muscat uh, and possibly another player and also... Um, what was his name who comes steaming in with a water bottle? I can't think of his Danny name. Danny Dicchio. Danny Dicchio comes in about 10 minutes late um, with uh, with a bottle of a water. So, yeah. Bottle. Yeah. But, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, Josh, did you like that, Josh, at the beginning? 
Maybe um, shot the, 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 the. <laughs> But yeah, so, I think we've run a course there. I think you, I've you got, said you need to say that, or I've got one more thing. I don't know if it's going to be a bit controversial though. But look, if you enjoy the oh, show, yeah, please. Uh, well, slightly. Listen, if you like the show, please do leave a uh, a review. We we do like the reviews. We read them; they're great. Um, if you're a rival podcast show or you're a rival show, then please do leave a shitty review like you have been doing. It, it, it's it gives us great enjoyment, and we do love reading them. And we do know um, we can pinpoint to which show wrote what, so it's great. And 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 we put it on our wall, and it's nice that you've taken. Um, that time set out your day to write us a shitty report. It's, it's fantastic that you're obviously listening to us and, and we've got to you in some way or another, which is great. We are doing this for the fans. Um, it's fully interactive. We can only do it with the fans' interaction. So thank you very much. And uh, and, uh, and I am truly humbled to have people listening to us. So, yeah, it's all good. I think um, he's humbled. We're humbled. So, you know, because we're, we're a trio here, by the way. So, no, I'm joking. Um, obviously, guys, like Mickey said there, be sure to leave us a review. We do appreciate any constructive or good or bad reviews to be honest we always like it so yeah i mean guys thanks always for listening thanks for watching if you're listening on the podcast format be sure to check us out on a friday night between eight and nine over on our youtube channel that mill podcast we're on twitter at that mill pods drop us an email if you want to get in touch if you want to get on the show you're always welcome to we always want people to give some reports if you want to send us a voice note we can always put it into the show on a, a sunday morning to go out just give you a pre- post-match thought so always that's on the website on the website now, if you go on the website, which is www.thatmillpodcast.co.uk, um, if you look on the main page, just scroll down a bit, you'll see there's a little box that says click here to leave a voice message. You can click there, it lets you leave a couple of minutes, up to a couple of minutes of a voicemail, come straight through to us. We will get you on a show. Um, we will get you Link put onto the, the show. So, yeah, it, it, it's, all, it's all there. Don't forget, if you're watching this on YouTube and you haven't yet, because there are a lot of you who haven't, please just press that subscribe. The more subscribers we get on YouTube, the more stuff we can do on YouTube. But it's like having keys. We need all the little keys to be able to open up more and more features. Then we can do more and more things. So, uh, yeah, That's it's it. all good fun. All right. And can I thank the two people that were waiting at three o'clock this afternoon for this to start. You're absolute <laughs> lunatics, whoever you are. We'll be back next week, guys, Friday night, and uh, we'll be back on Sunday. Thanks for listening. See you guys later. hard to find the exact auto parts you needed and that meant spending a lot of time at swap meets it's a different game now when you can order exactly what you need from ebay motors they have 122 million parts so you can always find the right fitment spend less time searching and more time building with the ebay motors app or visit ebaymotors.com let's ride 
Message. Hey, man, it's Devin. You know, from that time you accidentally emailed me because you thought I was a different Devin. <laughs> oh, and your email signature said confidential. If you receive this in error, please delete. <laughs> That's so you. Anyway, I heard you bought a boat. When are we set in sail, Captain? <laughs> when you get a boat, you also get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Oh, and uh, no, you did not receive this message in error. <laughs> Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.